Welcome to the Weekly Spa. You are tuned into episode 69. We have made it. We are here. Nice. Nice. The golden number. The golden <laughs> number. Uh, all jokes aside, though, we're excited to uh, talk about football today. Uh, my name is Cyrus. I got my co-hosts Casey Sully and Matthew Durgan here with me as per usual. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited for you to have a happy podcast because, you know, the Eagles haven't won in a while, but here we are, upset the Saints, help the Packers out as well. So, you know... As far as the NFL football goes, I, I'm a happy camper this week, and uh, I'm excited for you to be one, too. I I mean, okay, honestly, this is probably a bigger Eagles win for you than it is for the <laughs> yeah. Eagles, so yeah, I, I don't yes. know how much happier I'll be than you, but, you know, a win is a win is a win, said a wise man once on this podcast, for, like every episode, <laughs> so what about you, Durgan? Uh, Niners suck, but Notre Dame, <laughs> big game Saturday against Clemson. The Saturday no. for college football is to be lit. So, if you're not ending Saturday, there's a few games: Florida versus Bama, uh, Northwestern versus Ohio State. Those are all good matchups. So make sure to check those out. That's yeah. good because uh, these games coming up in the NFL don't look as lit as the kids say. No, they <laughs> not, don't. They don't look as exciting. At least the matchups. I mean, this week they're less. Uh, they seem like they'll be less competitive. Obviously, you never know. It's the beauty of football. Is you know anyone yep. can win on any given Sunday, but. Um, we're going to dive into it and we're going to cover them anyways. Before we do that, let's talk about some uh, predictions here. We're going to give you our predictions as far as who we think is poised to secure a wild card spot. Some are more secure than others and uh, some are still fighting and in the hunt. So let's talk about who we think is going to be most likely to be um, in the playoffs in that wild card spot, both in the AFC and in the NFC. We'll start with the NFC, but let's start with you, Durgan. What do you think is going to shake out? Um, in the NFC here. Yeah, so NFC, uh, you know, in terms of wild card itself, Rams or Seahawks, whoever doesn't win a division, they're going to get in, and they're more than likely going to be that five seed. So those two teams, unless they totally choke down the stretch, which looking at their schedules, I don't see that happening. One of those teams will be the five team seed, and one will be the three seed. And, yeah, you don't get a a home playoff game if you are the five seed, but you get to play the winner of the NFC East. So, what would you rather have? That's a d- debate we'll probably go over later. But I kind of think I'd rather play the NFC East and play a good team at home. Uh, anyways, so I'm going to say the Seahawks get the five seed. Then the Bucks, uh, they had a big win this past week against the Vikings. They're too talented to not make the playoffs. Uh, if they don't make it, then that's a huge uh, uh, upset, I would say. And then it comes down to really the Cardinals or the Vikings. And all year, I've absolutely hated the Vikings. And I have been a little skeptic on the Cardinals, but they're more talented. So I think the Cardinals will get in that seven seed. You know, they have a somewhat tough schedule coming up. I think Kyler Murray uh, provides a tough matchup at this point in the season since he is so dynamic with his legs and with his arms. Then on the AFC side, uh, Browns, they're in. Uh, lost last night, kind of eliminated them from winning the division, but they're in. Uh, then I have the Colts. That's my team. Beat the crap out of the Raiders, so just like I said, they would. So uh, thank you, Felipe Rios, and the awful Raiders defense for that. And then you have some interesting stuff at the bottom. Dolphins, Ravens, Raiders. Raiders, they're out. Screw them. Then the Ravens and the Dolphins. 
And while I hate Lamar Jackson, Mr. Cramps himself, um, I'm going to have to say they'll make the playoff because the Dolphins are just a team that's not built to win yet. Simple as that. And the Ravens, this is was supposed to be their year. It's not, but they'll be a dangerous team in the playoffs, even if Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball more than 20 yards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to align a little bit with Durgan, at least, on the uh, NFC initial wild card guys with five and six with the Seahawks and the Buccaneers, or rather the loser of uh, the NFC West being the five seed and then the Buccaneers coming in at the sixth seed. I wouldn't be surprised if the Buccaneers go one and done in the playoffs, but they do seem yeah. to have a firm hold at this point on that sixth seed. Um, and especially you're talking about home field advantage. I mean, it depends on where you're playing, but there's not a whole lot of home field advantage anyway. So, I mean, you got to travel and that's something to be said about something, but otherwise, you know, the advantage is not as big as it has been in years past for, if you imagine a playoff game in Seattle is like, you feel pretty good about, you know, someone coming in there, regardless of who it is, where, whereas now, you know, you get a little bit less, but it all comes down to that seventh (laughs) seed and, um, you know, I, I don't trust the Bears, but they did beat the dog shit out of the Houston Texans this last <laughs> weekend. Did. So if they can, if Mitchell Trubisky can go back to rookie Mitchell Trubisky or even a couple of years ago when the Eagles beat him on the double doink, um, you know, that might be enough because they're sitting at six and seven. The Vikings are six and seven, and then the Cardinals are seven and six. I'm going to side, though, with the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is playing extremely well right now. He has like 1,000 yards in the last four games, 10 touchdowns, one interception. He's playing very, very well. And the Cardinals have been very up and down. And I trust them a lot less, even though they're more talented. Uh, They're just not playing as well. Uh, And the Cardinals also play the 49ers. They play the Eagles, and they play the Rams. They could lose all three of those games very easily. Um, and then the Vikings play the Saints, who they've beaten in the playoffs. And, you know, who knows if, if Drew Brees is going to be playing at, at what point? Who knows? Uh, and then they play the Lions and the Bears. So that's an easier schedule to me for the Vikings. I think they have a very good opportunity to go snatch that wild card away from the Cardinals if the Cardinals stumble a little bit here on the, the home stretch. Um, as far as the AFC, also slightly differing. In that seventh seed, that sort of last spot, I think the Colts have sort of locked up that spot, or or rather the loser of the AFC South will will lock up that sixth spot with the Titans and the Colts. Whoever loses that matchup there will be in the sixth spot. I think the Browns are pretty solidly in the fifth spot. And then you got the seventh seed. So you got the Dolphins at eight and five. You have the Ravens at eight and five. And then you have the Raiders hanging around at seven and six. Um, the Raiders have like a 90% probability right now of making the playoffs if they were to win out. Um, I think they have very winnable games here coming up. Uh, they've been hard to trust, though, the last few weeks. So uh, that's sort of my pause there. The Ravens looked good. They were clicking. Their defense couldn't stop anything last night. But if, if Lamar you know, rewinds the clock a year and can run all over the place and make a couple throws, uh, you know, that's a team that you don't want to see get hot down the stretch. And they have some very winnable games with the Giants and uh, a couple other pretty bad teams. I think the Jaguars and someone else to, to finish off the season. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm conflicted there, but I'm going to I took the Raiders early. I said like four or five weeks ago, the Raiders, I'm still on, on board with them. So I'm going to stay with the Raiders somehow sneaking in at that seventh seed and making a little bit of noise. 
dedication. I like it. I, I appreciate that. Respect but it. you are wrong, unfortunately, and I'll dive into why in a, in a bit here. Um, NFC, you know, we all said it, Seattle or L.A., whoever wins that division, whoever doesn't, it's, it's one of those teams is going to be the wild card, um, probably, uh, unless something crazy happens. Um, the Bucks as well, probably pretty secure. It's going to come down to, to Arizona and, and Minnesota. Both have games that I think are pretty tough. Um, I think Minnesota, you said, plays New Orleans, right? And they also play Chicago, two really good yeah. defenses. So we'll see. I think if, if Drew Brees is back in 100%, that's going to be a tough game to win. I don't, I don't know that Minnesota can be can be up to the level that a New Orleans team with Drew Brees is. So I, I don't know. I, I could see them going maybe 2-1. and one. And beating the Bears and the Lions and then losing to New Orleans and then Arizona going one and two and then they're kind of tied there for that seventh. Uh, and I don't know what the tiebreaker looks like, but it's going to be close, I think, in the NFC and it's going to be either Arizona or Minnesota. I would lean a little bit more towards Arizona, um, but I could see it going either way. AFC, Cleveland, Indianapolis, pretty certain on those. But it, there's no chance that the Raiders make it over Baltimore just because of the ease of schedule that Baltimore has. They just won a, a huge game against the Cleveland Browns. Really, really good game. Um, and I think they have a lot of momentum going into not only the playoffs, but three super easy games. Like, who are they playing? They're playing They're playing Jacksonville. They're playing the Giants. They're playing, yeah, Jacksonville, the Giants, and, and the Cincinnati. Bengals, yeah. Who don't have Joe yeah. Burrow. Otherwise, that would be a lot, uh, you know, more difficult matchup. But those are, that's got to be three easy wins, especially for a seasoned coach like John Harbaugh. So I, I imagine them winning out and securing a playoff spot, and then we'll see what happens there. Obviously, they want to redeem themselves from last season's poor playoff appearance, but I don't think there's any other situation besides Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Baltimore at this point in the AFC. That is my take. Any rebuttal for your your inconsistent Raiders here, Casey? Hey, if they get hot, I mean, the only thing that could that could also come into play here is the the Titans and the Colts. If one of those guys slip, um, you know, they could be bumped out a little bit. The Titans are playing the Lions, and then they play the Packers. That could be a loss for them. And the Colts play the Texans, and then they play the Steelers. So if they, you know, one of those teams drops an unexpected game, all of a sudden, you know, they're struggling to to string together games at the end and and get in. But uh, we'll see. I, you know, I I'm just holding out hope. I'm gonna hope that you know my pick four weeks ago was a solid one, and the Raiders <laughs> proved me right, even though they probably won't. You never know, man. I mean, last year I remember you said you said some things about the Titans that came true, and it was sort of a That's true, really magical, weirdly true, you know, yeah. prediction. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's the beauty of uh, the NFL. And I think what is also really interesting is this new seventh seed format it makes a lot more competition for that, right? Because traditionally, the yeah. you know, if we didn't have that right now, the other, the two initial wildcard seeds would be pretty set, yeah. uh, mostly. And now that we have that extra spot, there's a lot more fighting going on, which is good because the last thing anybody wants is a Week 17 irrelevant matchup. Uh, so it'll be uh it'll be a fun end of the season here let's dive into our winners and losers from the past week though and run through those durgan i will start with you on the winning side who do you have yep uh, the winner of the primetime game sunday night the buffalo bills and i think right now they're the second best team in the afc i mean they they beat the steelers pretty good in that second half first half was close but second half they really opened up that game uh, Josh Allen's progression as a passer is nothing short of extraordinary, in my opinion. 
I would never have guessed two years ago that Josh Allen would be where he's at now. Still a lot of improvement to be made. I mean, he still makes what I call with the Jimmy G throws that you have no idea what he's thinking. And he kind of throws it up there, but he makes it work. Um, and also, one concern about them, I guess, is their lack of run game. They have had no rushers over 100 yards in a single game this year. And when it comes to postseason, you need that running back who can, at the end of the games, work the clock down, work the defense down. So I'm worried about that. But, spicy take here. I think the Bills or the Titans are the only teams, not only in the AFC, but in the NFL, that can beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Titans, because they have Derrick Henry, and you never know what's going to happen with them. He might just have a 200-plus yards rushing game and destroy that defense. And the Bills are a diet version of the Chiefs, where they can score on a dime, they can push the ball down the field. Defense comes and goes, but their defense can get hot like they did on Sunday. They can make things tough for Mahomes, I think. I don't think they do beat the Chiefs, but I think that they have the best chance, them and the Titans, of uh, making a deep run. So it would be pretty cool seeing the Bills making an AFC title appearance, at least. They're one of the teams that are kind of the Browns, that they don't really have too much success in this uh past decade plus so who knows what happens but it is 2020 after all i am hurt to my core to hear you (laughs) say this my ears are bleeding and i am very saddened because the bill if the bills are not the diet chiefs they're like they're like when you order a coke and you get like rc cola instead and you're like what the (laughs) what the hell is this like this isn't what i wanted uh that's that's what the bills are so i i don't think you're gonna dis- disrespect the Packers, Casey. Talk to your boy. Well, I I am very high on the Bills. I don't know if I agree on who can beat the Chiefs, but you know I think. I mean, Durgan uh, basically said no NFC team can beat I, the Chiefs. I, I will say the Packers were the one team I was considering, but their lack of run defense, even the Chiefs or even the Bills can run on them, or the Chiefs can run on them because Clyde Edwards-Helaire has a new dynamic in that offense. Overrated. And also the Packers. Packers, I'm not, last year I said they were frauds. I am not saying they were frauds this year. <laughs> but teams that are in the playoff race, they're 3-3 three and three against. So they've been beating up on a lot of bad teams. And that's not their fault. Absolutely not their fault. you got to beat who you, uh, you're scheduled against. I think they're better than last year. Because Aaron Rodgers is on a whole new level. But yeah. I don't think that their record is as strong as their team is at this point. Well, when I think about beating the Chiefs, I think the Titans are a good pick because they... I mean, the Chiefs were playing from behind in every playoff game they yeah. had last year, and the Titans got up on them too. And I think you need a good running game to be able to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, and he might do some wild shit and you know, spin around and throw the ball 50 yards down the field and hit Travis Kelsey down the seam or something, but you want to minimize his opportunities to do that. So if you can shorten the game, uh, which involves being able to run the ball and sustain drives like I think the Browns can do, like I think the Titans can do, like I think the Packers can do. I think even maybe the Saints could be able to do that with if Drew Brees is there to keep things honest uh, through the air with Kamara. Uh, I think the Rams can do it as well if they start running the ball like they did against the Patriots. Um, so I think there's some teams there. I don't know if the Bills, the Bills can go shot for shot for them, but I don't know that they can maintain the pace that the Chiefs can throughout the whole game. Um, but the Bills have some really good signature wins. They beat the Rams earlier in the year. They've beaten the, the Steelers now. Uh, they, they, I mean, they trounced the 49ers who were fighting yep. for their, their lives. They should have beaten the Arizona Cardinals if they didn't lose on the Hail Mary. Uh, they beat the shit out of the Seattle Seahawks. 
they have some really strong signature wins this year. And I don't think they're RC Cola. I think they're, you know, it's, it's Mr. Pibb or Dr. Pepper Ooh, with the, Mr. the or right. with the Chiefs and, and the, the Bills there. So I, I think they're they're probably are the, the second best team in the AFC right now and they're playing really well. So uh props to them. They're they're getting the job done and I like the Bills. All right. Whatever. Okay. Well I'll <laughs> so I'll transfer right into my winner since I'm all hyped up and happy about the Bills. Uh, and this is the team that the Bills beat, the Rams. The Rams are my winner. They played on Thursday night, so you, you forget about them a little bit. Uh, but they dominated the Patriots on both sides of the ball. They allowed just 220 total yards and three points, and they racked up 186 rushing yards themselves with 170-plus from Cam Akers. Uh, and this is a team that nobody is really talking about, but I don't think anybody's going to want to play them in the playoffs, uh, especially if that offense starts to get going uh, like it has been the last couple of weeks and they get the run game going and then they can start pl- doing play action. They don't need to do a whole lot because that defense is playing so well. Um, they're still in the running for that number one seed. They would need a little bit of help, but they're still hanging around fighting for that. Um, for my money, they're the best defense in the league and, uh, they're, they're proving it week in and week out. So I think it's an awesome job by Brandon Staley, that their defensive coordinator and McVay has been a little bit more varied in the run game and changed up his personnel. And, uh, they're, they're starting to click on both sides of the ball. And then they have Johnny Hecker, who's Bill Belichick's favorite player in the world. He, who can punt the ball and pin, pin you in within, <laughs> within your five, uh, so they're, they're a pretty complete team right now. They're playing pretty well, and uh, they're my winner for this week. Yeah. If, they can, yeah, if they can get Cam Akers going, this team is an absolute Super Bowl contender. I mean, look at their last one they had two years ago. They had C.J. Anderson, mm-hmm. bulldozing guys. So if they can get Cam Akers to do even you know half of what he did this past Thursday, they'll be fine. Uh, these next three games, uh, two in particular against the Seahawks and the Cardinals, I think will say a lot about this team. If they can sweep those two, then I might have to put them in that Super Bowl uh, contender category. But I'm, I'm Jared Goff. I'm just not sold on him. Uh, he is. He has some weeks where he looks really good, and some weeks where he looks terrible. In the playoffs, you know, coaches have a chance to actually focus on a game. If you get off a bye, even in the first seed, depending on what seed they get then they'll have a big disadvantage in that regard. But, um, man, I don't know. Jerk off. I'm scared of him. Not in a good way. <laughs> and not in a good way. Um, the Rams, I mean, their whole season, to me at least, from you know my, my perception, is a tale of two halves, right? It felt as though they came out a little flat and a little slow, but they have turned it on uh, towards the end of the season. I mean, I remember we were talking – and in general, it kind of felt like maybe the Rams were the worst team in the NFC West, and now they're in a position to win the NFC West. So I think, I mean, this defense is on fire. Jared Goff doesn't have to be somebody that you fear in a good way, right? He just has to make sure he doesn't make dumb mistakes, and this team can win games. So I don't know. I, I think they could they could make a playoff push. Now, are they a Super Bowl contender? I think they're similar if not maybe even a little worse than they were last time they were in the Super Bowl so I don't know it it depends what Durgan's favorite head coach boy wonder can scheme (laughs) up but they're they're definitely a team they're definitely a team to take seriously for sure speaking of teams to take seriously (laughs) here we go I'll move on to my winner and I guess that was a joke I don't know that I would take any team in the NFC East seriously but I you know first and foremost quick shout out Ravens 
deserve to be a winner based on on their performance on Monday night. Phenomenal game. But another team that I want to call out as a winner, kind of one in a Ravens-esque format, if you will, right? Two 100-yard rushers, one being the quarterback, one being the running back. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the New Orleans Saints in what ended up being a barn burner, but it felt as though the Eagles were sort of dominating the entire game until it got a little close towards the end. But Jalen Hurts came in. Carson Wentz, I don't know what the future holds, but when Jalen Hurts hit the field, even in the last game, this team saw new life. It looked as though the players were more enthused and excited to be out there. It wasn't just going through the motions. It was really interesting to see. I mean, you started seeing some some drives actually being put together, which is a... a <laughs> Like I forgot what that looked like, and and that that was something that came uh, came to reality against the, a really good defense in the Saints. It's you know it's not something to discount here. And did Jalen Hurts do anything that blew my mind? Not necessarily, but he didn't make any dumb mistakes. He played well. He had a nice touchdown pass to Alshon Jeffrey, who arose from the grave and and snagged it. And I hadn't seen him do anything in in what feels like years, but. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm if this is, means they're a winner or a loser because there's there's going to be a lot of confusion moving forward for this organization. And I mean, you can't. Yeah. Doug Peterson, the head coach, said he's going to take things week by week as far as who the co- starting quarterback is going to be. But at this point, you can't not start Jalen Hurts. I mean, he he did everything you asked, and you beat a playoff team. So he's the starter moving forward. You know, at this point, the rest of the season at least, if he plays well or even just doesn't play like dog shit, you know, with the same tools that Carson once had. I, I don't know what you do this offseason. There's going to be a lot of trade discussions. There's going to be a, some drama. It'll it'll be a, it'll be more interesting than you'd like when you pay your quarterback $35 million. So, interesting situation. I'm going to call him a winner temporarily. We'll see what happens, but <laughs> beating the Saints is no small feat, so that the Eagles are my winner for the week. Yeah, I I I think Hurts did a lot of it was just keeping the offense on schedule, taking the easy throws when they're there, uh, and doing the correct thing. Not trying to, you know, spin out of a sack and make a big play downfield. And he missed some throws downfield. Like, he he, he got a little jittery in the pocket and would check it down almost excessively at some points. Um, but that's something that Wentz wasn't doing. And that's when you take your sack or you throw an uh, interception and you get your, your offense in a bad position. And the Eagles have a good enough defense where if you just you know create a couple of drives and give them some rest and score 20 points like they're good enough to shut teams down and win you that game so now that Jalen Hurts is in and he did that this week we'll see if he can do it next week or not uh but that's sort of all that the the offense was missing like we don't you don't have any you know huge weapons outside Miles Sanders played really great and that's something that he also brought to the table Jalen Hurts did in the run game right if you you can read option now and you can hold that defensive end and create a little bit more of a crease for Miles Sanders and he's getting one or two more yards per carry with your suspect offensive line you know all of a sudden now it's third and three and not third and five and you can run the ball like these little sort of invisible numbers that Jalen Hurts was was able to put on the field there and keep the offense on schedule really made a big impact. So, uh, I mean, I think is he as talented as Carson Wentz? I don't think so. But uh, if he's going to play correctly and within the system, you have to continue to start him. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both you guys. Uh, I don't see Jalen Hurts being a 100-yard rusher uh, threat every game like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. But he provides a lot on the ground. And like you mentioned earlier, 
their offense was putting together drives, and guys like Jalen Rager had a long catch. Also on Jeffrey touchdown, Miles Sanders had his best game of the year. And one of the things that people were trying to defend Carson Wentz with is that his uh, supporting cast isn't good enough. Best supporting cast came to play for Jalen Hurts. So who knows what the future holds. You have to start Jalen Hurts, obviously, rest of the year just to see what you have. But if he can do something similar to this and continue to progress as a passer, I'm not a huge fan of him. I mean, we were arguing for uh, weeks uh, after a draft about Jalen Hurts. But if he can do the minimum stuff, this team can make a run. Not this year, it might be too late. But in the NFC East, in a weak division, they can, they can make a playoffs next year with Jalen Hurts, I think. I don't think he'll be the starter. I think you kind of kind of have to give Carson Wentz uh, the first crack at it. But who knows? Hey, who knows? They can win the NFC East this year. This year. They, they could. If they win out, it's totally possible. Well, they, yeah, they, they play out, Washington but... in Week 17. All Washington they needs also to do. Cardinals this week. Yeah, sure. But Washington might be starting Dwayne Haskins. So Washington could lose Oof. all their games, and then you play them in Week 17. God. That could be for the NFC East. True. Although take, Washington take beat the us. under in that game, Washington beat us with Dwayne Haskins, just throwing that out there. Anyways, <laughs> oh um, I am convinced that Durgan hates all quarterbacks that run a 40 time of 4-6 or faster. Josh and Allen, love him. Is Josh, Allen's Josh Allen ran like a 4-6-7, so you still love him. He's <laughs> above that threshold. Uh, but you know what? In all seriousness, you want to talk about like the RC Cola version of players. Jalen Hurts kind of, I mean, I know he had a lot of rush yards, but it wasn't a situation where it was sort of like Lamar Jackson, where that was his like go-to it just happened yeah. to present itself a lot because our offensive line was trash. And because our receivers couldn't really get open, he was able to make plays with his legs. Kind of reminded me a little RC Cola, Russell Wilson. That's high praise. I'm not saying he's, you know, doesn't have the arm talent or the the uh, mental capacity at the moment that Russell Wilson does at the quarterback position. But he looked good. He looked good to me. And... He's a rookie. You got to remember that. So I, I'll take it, and it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in this quarterback factory of a team that we <laughs> call the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, let's talk about our losers of the week, though. Durgan, uh, kick it over to you. Yes, uh, you go from your team, and I'll talk about my team being the loser of the week. Uh, it's tough to call the team that's had the most injuries in the NFL. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. They've had the most games missed uh, in terms of player injuries. Most players on IR, highest percentage of the cap on IR in NFL history. Uh, so it's tough to call them a loser, but this week they lost to the Washington football team, who, let's be honest, didn't have a quarterback the whole game. I mean, Alex Smith, from the beginning, you can tell he has something wrong with his leg. Uh, they say it was like a calf strain or a calf pull, but when he was in there, he was terrible. Uh, they had Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick running the ball. Then in the second half, Dwayne Haskins tried to give them the game with an interception. Uh, and they could take advantage of it. Nick Mullins is the joke of a player. And I like saying that players like Russell Wilson, um, uh, Tom Brady in his prime, they're a pleasure to watch. You watch them and you're just like, this is, you're watching greatness. Watching Nick Mullins is an absolute displeasure to watch. Makes me want to pull my eyes out of their socket. He is a joke of a player. Also, the offensive line sucks, so it doesn't help. They have a lot of tough roster decisions. I'm working on a piece uh, for the weeklyspiral.com that's been just revamped. Looks so sick now on ways how this team can get better in the offseason. But they don't have much cap space, and the cap is not going to go up for sure. Next year is probably going to stay the same or go down. And they have a lot of guys to resign and not much money. So a team a year ago that was you know, a quarter, half a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl, 
to now where they're not in the playoffs and all of a sudden they have a lot more questions than answers. Um, it, it, it's That makes them losers in my eyes. And also in NFC West, a division that looks to be stacked for the near future, they have to figure something out and uh, figure something out quickly if they want to compete with these guys. Maybe hire a new training staff. That could be uh, step one. Yeah, I feel like there were a lot of uh, soft tissue is- issues yeah. on, on the 49ers. But, I mean, once you guys have everybody back and back healthy, I think that's going to make a world of difference. Just sort of like mm-hmm. how, how it happened last last year when – you know, you had some injuries and you didn't have Jimmy G and then all of a sudden you camp came out and nobody was thinking about the 49ers and you went and uh, dogged the whole NFC uh, essentially and blew out all your teams in the playoffs and then, you know, we're, we're in line to win that Super Bowl. So I, I could definitely see that happening next year once once people are healthy. I don't know what you do with Jimmy G. I think that's the big question. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you swapped Buckner for uh Kinlaw and that you know he's a rookie and you have some issues with Debo staying on the field and uh when you start a bunch of rookies you're gonna struggle and that's sort of what the Niners did but it got them a lot of playing experience and I I think they'll be just fine without too many big moves I mean it would be nice if they hit on whatever their draft pick is because it'll be relatively high but uh you get Bosa back you get a lot of guys back you get Kittle back uh I think they'll be mostly fine going forward starting next year yeah, you know, sometimes it's just bad luck, but this kind of reminds me of the season where Jimmy G was out and you guys got Bosa, and I think it's yeah. going to be a similar situation. Maybe not as high of a draft pick, but, a, a, you know, a situation where you have the ability to get somebody to contribute immediately and uh, make an impact, and it could be a blessing in disguise because your division right now is insane. You may not have even made the playoffs even if you were at full strength. Uh, so, or you may have, I mean, it's, it would have been tough, but it, right now every team is, could have been a playoff contender, let alone a potential to make a run. So it, it's a tough situation, you know, injuries, part of the game. Nobody knows that and emphasizes as much as I do with you, Durgan on, uh, yeah. I'm sure if your team's the first injured, probably the Eagles You're are number two. Either, You're, you are number two. two. Yeah. I had yeah. a feeling. I didn't even see the stat, <laughs> but I had a feeling. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just a, you know, it's tough and that's why a good GMs go out and get depth and key positions. And I think, um, I think the Niners will be fine, you know, moving forward. So let's, uh, let's talk about your loser, Casey. What do you got? Okay. I'll, I'll keep mine brief cause I touched on them a little bit earlier, but it's the Raiders. They had an opportunity to beat the Colts and really solidify their playoff position, uh, put to bed any questions about their suspect performances against the Jets and the Falcons the last couple of weeks. Um, but the defense decided to stay, you know, in their hotel room and, uh, probably without masks, knowing the the Raiders and and how they roll with the COVID protocols, but, uh, they did not show up and Phillip Rivers and that offense who is solid, but nothing spectacular wouldn't put up over 40 points on them. Uh, so much so that they fired their defensive coordinator, which I think was probably a long time coming. Um, but they have one of the worst defenses in the league, and they have invested quite a bit of capital on that defense with Corey Littleton, one of the better linebackers signed from uh, the Rams in the offseason, uh, multiple high draft picks in the secondary. And, uh, you know, as bad as they looked, they still have a really solid chance of getting back into the playoffs if they win all their games and get a tiny bit of help. But, uh, you know, that may have been the nail in the coffin there. They play the Dolphins later in the year. That might be their, their last stand there and their last hope of getting in the playoffs. But uh, not they did not make me feel good about my pick this weekend watching them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. They have, they have a lot of young talent. Well, 
such a talent. A lot of young draft picks on that defense, and they're not getting worse as the year goes on, which isn't good. Yeah. If they had an average defense, they'd be in the playoffs, I think, no problem. Uh, their, their secondary alone has two first-rounders and a guy in a second round they drafted last year. So when you look at their deeds, okay, yeah, their pass defense is weak, but they have put so much time and effort into that secondary. You can't you know, just keep focusing on one position or else the rest of the team is not going to get any better. So they have a lot of um, tough choices to make. The offense, I mean, I'm, I'm a Derek Carr hater, but they're fine. I mean, he they do enough to win you games. Darren Waller is a beast. Josh Jacobs is a beast. The offensive line is really strong. Hunter Renfro is always open. So they needed to continue to focus on that defense, hire a better coordinator, and just kind of see what happens. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that is one good Greg Williams defensive play call away from being on a four-game losing streak, and you're trying to make a playoff push. It's not acceptable. You beat the Jets barely. You, you pretty much lucked out. Um, and if you had not, and you probably shouldn't have, you wouldn't even be in the hunt anymore, in my opinion. So it's a tough situation. I mean, this this team has beaten great teams this season. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Saints. They play well at times, but then they've also played really bad at times. And it's tough to see the full potential and then also the floor pretty regularly. So I, I don't know where they go from here. I don't see them making the playoffs. We talked about that earlier. Um, it would be cool to see them get a wild card spot, but I think they have some things to work out, and I can't put my finger on what those are but they definitely pertain to consistency and uh, playing at a level that they can play at. Um, so we'll see. Interesting to, interesting team to follow. Um, my loser of the week, I think I probably would have picked the Raiders had Casey not, just because I, I do feel passionately about them uh, being a good team that just doesn't play well regularly. But I'm going to go with the Vikings for this. I, I think the Vikings still have a shot. They're within striking distance to make the playoffs, but this loss to the Bucks is not helpful at all um, in their wildcard hopes. Kirk Cousins, definitely been on fire, definitely playing well. Picked him up in fantasy just, just for that reason, but he played kind of average in this game. You needed, you needed a little bit more from him. You needed him to play like he had been the past four or five weeks. Um, that being said, Tom Brady didn't necessarily play that well either, so fun matchup of average quarterback play always always a <laughs> treat to watch but um it, this team goes as dalvin cook does and he he played well you just need to do a little bit more to surround that to to build upon that and they didn't quite get it done and the bucks are a good team so i don't i don't necessarily uh necessarily expect them to lose in this matchup but the vikings need everything they can get at this point if they want to stay alive in the playoffs and i think that um this significantly hinders their chances so they're my loser for the week agreed totally i mean dalvin cook is the derrick henry the vikings at least the titans have Fran Tannehill and aj brown and yeah the vikings have good guys like justin jefferson and Thielen, but their depth as a whole team is pretty weak i mean they're very top heavy and Kirk Cousins, that's your guy, Casey, but I don't think he's a guy that can carry you if you go down in a game, uh, especially against a good team. So uh, they're kind of stuck with Kirk Cousins in the future, but I think next year this team will be back at a higher level like they were last year. Yeah, I, I think they got off to a, a slow start this year yeah. with a lot of rookies in the secondary and on the defense in general. Um but you know they've managed to right the ship, starting one and five, and and being even in the playoff picture at the end of the year in week whatever fifteen it is now, uh, is is a good turnaround, and and that's spurred by their offense more than their defense. So Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins have played well. 
Um, you know, I know he's a, a divisive player, but uh, he throws a good ball and, you know, he makes some bad decisions for the, the a la Jared Goff and Derek Carr and Jimmy G will throw a, a bad uh, interception every once in a while. But uh, for the most part, he's he's kept that, that number low, those interception numbers low this year and has been playing well. And that's why they're in a position to, to make a, a run at the playoffs here. But yeah, that, that loss did not help their, their chances. No, not at all. And, you know, you speak about their wide receivers. Thielen and Just Jefferson were MIA in this game. I don't know if that's just because they were locked down, but um, they that was definitely noticeable. You know, it was pretty much Dalvin Cook carrying the load, and uh, they needed a little bit more. But still, still a chance. We will see. We shall see what shakes out in the NFC North. Um, let's move into our games of the week, though. The first matchup we have to talk about is a thrilling and definitely balanced matchup here. We got <laughs> the Seahawks at the Washington football team. Yeah. Uh, Washington's defense is terrific. Uh, they have studs at all three levels. So props to Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio for getting that unit uh, to, amongst the league's best. But their offense is absolutely terrible. Without Antonio Gibson, they're absolutely hopeless. Uh, Alex Smith, like I said earlier, might have been injured. Maybe he's a free pass, but he's he's not a guy who can win without a good running game. And the Seahawks' defense is bad. I'm not going to say it's good. But over the past month or so, they're showing signs of life. Now that Jamal Adams is back, Jamal Adams can't cover anybody. But he's essentially being used as a linebacker and as an edge rusher and leads the team in sacks. So that's a huge uh, boost for that defense. I think Washington will keep it close early with good defense, but at the end, Russell Wilson will be just too much. I got 31-17 Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't count Washington out completely. The the, the Seahawks just lost to the Giants a couple weeks ago, and, and nobody thought that would happen as well. Um, Washington has a defensive front. They can shut down the, the Seahawks' run game, and they have the talent to, to bottle up the, the receivers outside and, and Russell Wilson. I'm not a huge believer in Seattle anymore. Um, but it really just comes down to the to the Washington offense, and uh, it helps a lot to have Alex Smith, even if he's not playing out of his mind and and putting up a ton of stats. He plays sort of like Jalen Hurts did with the Eagles. Uh, he just kept the offense on schedule, made the plays that were there, and let his defense do the bulk of the work. Take advantage of the short fields and, and score, you know, what you can. And and that defense is good enough to, to hold teams under 20, and you'll win a few games, which they have. I mean, they beat the, the Steelers, and, and they, they won again this last week against the 49ers. So um, they're not a terrible team. I just – I have to imagine, especially if Alex Smith isn't playing, that – even with a bad Seahawks defense, they won't be able to score enough points to keep up with them. So I have the Seahawks winning 24-7. to Yeah, Washington defense, really good, but they're missing the one ingredient of a great team, and that is a great quarterback. Seahawks, as we all know, Russell Wilson, one of the best to play. Um, so I, you can't take you, – you just can't take Washington. I could see it happening, you know – and it, I didn't expect the Giants to win. Casey called that really. He said he just said it. But the, the Giants beat Seattle, and that was surprising. So I consider Washington to be better than the Giants. Um, but I got to take my guy, Russell Wilson. You know, he's drinking that concussion water or whatever he's got, <laughs> and he's ready to play. And I think uh, I think the Seahawks are going to come here come on here strong at the end. So I'm going to take Seahawks 30, uh, Washington 10. 
what's the next game here? We got the Eagles at the Cardinals. Fun one here. Durgan, go for it. Good old-fashioned bird game matchup here. Uh, <laughs> give me the Cardinals here, 34-21. The Eagles have given up the ninth most yards on the ground this year. And, yes, that is I think more so indicative that they were losing a lot of games down the, at the end. So teams running the ball more so than other teams. But I don't think they'll have an answer for Kyler Murray. Uh, I've talked for a while about the Eagles linebackers or lack thereof. And trying to stop a guy like Kyler Murray, if you are going to stop him, you need to put a spy on him. And I don't think they have anybody to match up with him. Uh, they run the ball early, and it'll set the play action. And also the fact that Jalen Hurts has a week of film out there. I think the Saints early on were kind of surprised about what they could do or what he could do. It's not just a week of film. It's not a lot of film on him, obviously, but it's enough to actually form a game plan. Uh, I think it might be close early, like kind of like the first game we talked about here. Uh, both teams want to run the ball, kind of keep it low scoring. But in the second half, a few uh, deep passes by the Cardinals, mostly to DeAndre Hopkins, will open things up. And if you turn over some Jalen Hurts, will cost them the game. Yeah, I mean, I, so plug for the video breakdown this week. I did. I'm doing a breakdown on on Jalen Hurts and how he went we in his his first start. But uh, Peterson did not really push any boundaries with the play calls. All very simple stuff. They called maybe like three or four pass game concepts the entire game, uh, and that was it. Otherwise, it was screens, little pop passes, a couple RPOs, and, and that was really it. So, um, you know, I think the Saints started to catch on to that towards the end of the game in the second half, and they, so they sort of realized, okay, this is what they want to do with Jalen Hurts. Let's let's find a way to defend that. Um, and the the Eagles' offense slowed down a little bit. They were still able to go down and score that that game-winning touchdown. But uh, with a week of film, I think the Cardinals will be a little bit better prepared, and I think it might be a little bit more tough sledding for for the offense to to get going a little bit. I, I still think it's going to be close, though, because I think the Eagles' defense is really good and is going to keep them in the game. But I have the Cardinals winning 27-20. to 20. I'm going to pick the Eagles. I'm biased. There you go. But, but here's what I'll say. I need to kind of do a little more research, keep a close eye on the health of our secondary. Because in the Saints game, we lost three of our four starters in the secondary between our two starting corners and our two safeties. So it will kind of depend, right? Darius Slay needs to play in this game otherwise deandre hopkins is going to have 180 yards and three touchdowns or some shit so (laughs) we'll we'll see we'll see what happens but i gotta pick the eagles in this one i think there's a little bit of new life in in this locker room i think people are a little bit more excited to actually play the game um and doug peterson you know he came out and did what he did against the saints that may not be the game plan against the cardinals or he may know that the cardinals now would be expecting that and come out and game plan accordingly so I think every Eagles game from now on will be a little bit more fun to watch just because there is that that unknown, right? Um, but I got to go with the Eagles. I, you know, I I, I, I just got to do it. So <laughs> I'm gonna say okay. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a close one. I'm gonna say Eagles 24, Cardinals 21, though. Fun fun matchup. Let's move on to our next one. We got the Chiefs at the Saints. Probably the the game of the week here. Yeah, uh, head and shoulders, uh, the game of the week. I believe this game will be on Sunday Night Football, so it'll be great to watch. Uh, it's gonna be a good one. It'll be close. I, I believe Taysom Hill is still starting. Uh, Drew Brees needs at least one more week to come back, and I think that the Saints will do a good job of controlling the clock, running the ball, uh, keeping the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And it seems that in Chiefs games that they either give the team a nice lead in the beginning, like we saw this past week uh, against the Dolphins, 
or do they did against the Bucks, where they go up by three scores early and then kind of sh- go in cruise control the rest of the game. So I think the, the Saints will get out their early lead uh, 10-0, maybe 14-0, and then Mahomes does Mahomes things and absolutely blitzes them. So give me a final score, 28-24. Ultimately, I think that it will come down to who's has the ball last or maybe who was quarterback had the chance to win them the game. And are you going to trust Mahomes or Taysom Hill? I mean, you know my answer. I think everybody has the same answer. Uh, Mahomes, even though he had three picks last week, he's still the best player. Not the MVP. That's Aaron Rodgers or Derrick Henry, in my opinion. But Patrick Mahomes is the best player right now. Oh, you're trying to butter me up here before you, you you shit on Taysom Hill and then you butter me up with the Aaron Rodgers MVP talk. <laughs> hey, balance so. it out, man. Uh, yeah. I balance it out. Uh, I mostly agree, though. I think the Chiefs might even be better than they were last year when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, they're playing incredibly well. And even if Breeze was playing in this game, I, I still think the Chiefs would probably win. Um, they battled a little bit with the Dolphins, but you know, you threw three interceptions and you still scored over 30 points. Like that shouldn't really happen. You shouldn't have that many opportunities and uh, be able to score that many points when you're we're turning the ball over like that, uh, throwing that 30-yard sack by Patrick Mahomes, and that's three possess or four total possessions right there that are just killed because of you know decisions that he made, um, and didn't even matter. Even against a very very good Dolphins defense, they still put up over 30 points and won the game. So, um, you know, I. I the Saints are playing well. They they had a little blip on the radar on defense against the Eagles, but um, they're still a very strong team. I, I just don't think they're balanced enough uh, on the offensive side to keep up with the Chiefs. So I have the Chiefs winning thirty-one to twenty-six. Uh, yeah, I agree. And has has Drew Brees been ruled out officially? I think he still could come back, right? He's, he's not out, but he hasn't practiced at all. And they don't anticipate him practicing this like till Friday the earliest. Practice. So. Talking about practice? practice. I don't know. If Drew Brees goes, game. this is a different game, right? I mean, we all know like he's Hall of Famer first ballot. So I could see the Saints making a push to to win this game if Drew Brees goes. If Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback, I don't think they have a chance. I think the Chiefs are just too dominant. They're on a roll and. Uh, Mahomes is is looking like the best quarterback in the league so I gotta say uh Chiefs probably win this unless Drew Brees comes back even then like Casey said Chiefs probably still win um but I don't think it's going to be as close as you guys think I think it's going to be Chiefs like 38 Saints 24. I like that I think Taysom Hill is going to have a very good game by the way I just don't think it's going to be enough I don't think Taysom Hill has ever had a very good game yeah, he he just did against you. I mean, he High had a good game against Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, it took three of he our starting win, secondary to go out but... for him to have a good game. He didn't do anything in the first two and a half quarters. He's still hey. gonna make the throws. Cyrus, welcome to the club, man. Welcome to the club. Thank you for <laughs> inviting me to such an exclusive and honorable club. Glad to be <laughs> in the injury club. Uh, let's move on to our next game. We got one that actually could have some interesting playoff implications potentially. We got the Bears at the Vikings. Durgan. This is going to be a classic December NFC North football game. Uh, incredibly boring. A lot of running the ball. A lot of stupid plays on both teams. Uh, and both quarterbacks, you know, not a fan of either one of them. But Kirk Cousins is better than Trubisky. And ultimately, I think that's what it could come down to. Both these defenses, I think, will play well. Uh, but ultimately, Mitch Trubisky had a great week last week. But he's still who he is. 
And I'd be surprised if they put up another 30 spot. I would be surprised if they scored 30 points the rest of the season, to be honest. Uh, so Vikings give me 21 20, uh, 21-14 as they know they have to win out in order to make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't see the Bears winning this, but uh, you keep hating on Kirk Cousins, and the man is throwing over 70% completion percentage right now, over 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns, one interception in the last four games. He's playing really well. Uh, the Bears' defense has been a little bit up and down. When they have an offense that can support them and keep them off the field for more than like 30 seconds, they can play really, really well. They're just getting gassed out because their offense can't sustain drives. Um, but all that being said, the Vikings are, you know, despite their loss, are still playing much better. They have what looks like a future star in Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook is playing incredibly well. Um, they're just playing better football right now, and I'm taking the Vikings 30-17. to 17. Yeah, I got to take the Vikings as well, even though we just saw Trubisky uh, play well, which I feel like every once in a while he'll come out and just do something that nobody expects and, and put up a great performance. Um, but I think Kirk Cousins, minus the Bucks game, has been playing phenomenally. And this Vikings team is in a position to make a run. And if basically whoever wins this game is in the running for the wild card. Whoever loses is pretty much eliminated. So this could be kind of a fun matchup just for that reason. But I like Kirk Cousins over whoever ends up playing quarterback for this revolving door of the Bears quarterback <laughs> position this season. Um so I'm going to take I'm going to take the Vikings as well. I think I think it'll be kind of a lower scoring affair. Um I'm going to say 21 to 17 Vikings, but will be an exciting fight to see which dog is hungrier for the bone as durgan says there you go there you uh, go. let's go on to our next game we got the browns at the giants this is don't know why we're talking about this one let's hey let's this do was it, though. this was flexed into sunday night football to save us from the 49ers and the cowboys so oh, be respectful man. okay be respectful oh, of this hey game. listen just because it's flexed over one crappy game doesn't mean it's not <laughs> yeah. also going to be a crappy game but that's okay we're, uh, we're going to cover nice. it anyways um, I have a um, feeling we're all on the same page here, but Durgan, take it away, man. Yeah, the Giants' offense isn't good to begin with, and with Daniel Jones on one leg, it's extremely bad because he can't protect that offensive line. Miles Garrett might have three or four sacks by himself. Uh, it'd be bad weather, so maybe that helps the Giants. Maybe Baker Mayfield or those running backs and uh, turn the ball over a bit. But uh, even if they do turn the ball over, it will take a miracle. The Giants win this game. Give me the Browns, 24-3. to three. Yeah, the Giants' defense is going to have to come to play like they did against Seattle to have a chance. Um, you know, maybe Daniel Jones is a little bit more healthy this year, but I'm still taking the Browns, especially if that offense is working like it was against the Ravens. Uh, they look like a pretty complete team, and they know what they are now. They're, they're a run-first team that play actions, and they have some really good weapons, fantastic offensive line. Uh, they fix that in a hurry with uh, a free agent pickup and then drafting was it Jedrick Wills in the draft? Yeah, uh, yeah. So Jack, yeah, yeah. Jack Conklin on the right side, who's very good, and then Wills on the left side, who's been playing very well this year too. Yep. So that was a huge weak point for them last season, and they fixed that and they fixed it in a hurry, and it's paid big dividends in the run game and keeping Baker Mayfield uh, clean and able to throw some some solid balls. So I'm taking the Browns twenty to ten, a little bit closer than people might expect, but. Uh, think the browns take this one yeah i think we're all in alignment here i'm gonna take the browns as well but i think the browns put up a ton of points i'm gonna say the browns put up like 37 points in this game they're they've been consistently putting up points and their offense is kind of rolling so 
I don't think that's going to change against a Giants team that's going to lag behind a little bit. Um, even though their defense has been playing decently, I still think the Browns are going to steamroll this Giants team. So I'm going to say 37-14. to 14, uh, Browns take this one on their quest to redeem my pick from last season that they were a playoff lock, <laughs> and they will now be a playoff lock this season. I knew it, and it was coming. It's just a matter of when. Um, but that's going to wrap things up here on episode 69. Nice. Thank you for sticking with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, before we head out, I want to give my co-hosts a chance to plug some of the content you should be checking out. Casey, what do you got coming up for the uh, wonderful listeners? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, if you want to see how Jalen Hurts did on his first start against the Saints, you can check that out on the YouTube channel. And make sure to check out our new website at weeklyspiral.com. Good point. Yep, we have revamped our website. It's very cool. Check it out, weeklyspiral.com, as you mentioned. Durgan, what about you, man? Yeah, our website's absolutely sick. Not going to lie. Uh, not biased, of course. And uh, I got a scouting report on Notre Dame. Linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Uh, he's the heart of that defense, and hopefully they can uh, shut down Trevor Lawrence this Saturday, which is almost impossible, but hey, never know. Nice. And, hey, one more plug. Don't forget there's Saturday football this week. So the Packers are That's playing right. Saturday night. And there's another game early. I don't know what it is, but there is Saturday NFL football as well as college football. So don't love uh, nice. make sure to set your fantasy lineups. Okay, don't forget. Ooh, Beautiful right. thing. Beautiful thing when Saturday football happens. Uh, this has been a Weekly Sprout production, bringing you fresh football every single week. Thank you for sticking with us for episode 69. We hope whatever else you get up to the rest of the day, night, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this, that it is awesome. And we will catch you next week for episode 70.